You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Coming up in January, right around the corner. Yeah, I know so it's going to be. I know it's going to be here sooner <laughs> than we think. Great opportunity to gather together, whether in person or online, to learn more um, about how God has given us to make disciples for life. And who better to help us learn more about that? The Reverend Dr. Mark Wood, Director of Witness and Outreach and Revitalization for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Office of National Mission. Dr. Wood, thanks so much for joining us in the studio. Always great to be with you guys. Making Disciples for Life. We learned a little bit about this. This came out of, what, around convention, the last LCMS convention. We learned about it last year and have had some conferences, opportunities to learn more. But for those who maybe haven't heard about Making Disciples for Life, what is this theme and why is it important to us as Lutherans? Well, as you mentioned, it came out of the uh, 2019 convention of the Synod. So as, long ago. Yes, it seems right? like a long time. It was pre-pandemic. And it, it was <laughs> it's what's called the triennial emphasis, mission emphasis of the Synod, which because of the delay of the next convention became the quadrennial Quadren- emphasis. <laughs> All these Latin terms. <laughs> right. So it's wonderful. Yeah. What a mission emphasis is, it's a synod coming together in convention saying, hey, we want to focus on this during the next three years until our next convention. And I anticipate that this will be renewed for another three years because it's such a great emphasis. You know, how do we make disciples for life? You know, and making disciples is that call that we have as the church that Christ gave us uh, to by baptizing and teaching. And it just opens up the question, well, you know, what does that mean? In practical terms, you know, we just don't go out with a fire truck hosing down crowds of people, <laughs> baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's, there's a right way to do this. There are effective ways to do this. What maybe worked in the past isn't working so well in the fu- in the current context that we find ourselves in. So what do we do? How do we respond to a very rapidly changing world? And so making disciples for life focuses on equipping our congregations, our leaders, our members to carry out this work that Christ has given us to do. What has that looked like over the last couple of years? I know since convention in 2019, the world has changed fairly drastically. <laughs> so uh, maybe some plans that were made at convention or soon after might have been a little changed. But what has that looked like in the last uh, two years since convention? Well, of course, the, you know, COVID has had its impact. Uh, mm-hmm. A big another influence in our culture is the, the very rapidly changing cultural mindset mm. that is captured in different terms. Contemporary critical thought is one of those terms. You know, it takes different forms, but it, it's very much a, a non-biblical view of life and the world and humanity, uh, and it's a very serious challenge to the church, especially among our younger people. Uh, as they are indoctrinated into this cultural worldview that's opposed to Christianity. And so part of making Disciples for Life is resourcing our congregations, our leaders, our members, so that they can address these challenges, but not just in a defensive way. How do we then turn the table? How do we reach out into our world that desperately needs Jesus with a message that they need to hear, but in a way that they can hear it. 
you know, and that's that's part of making disciples for life as well. Yeah, how do we how do we reach our neighbors? How do we reach the world with the that message of hope, truth, and life that's found in Jesus? And I know that certainly the pandemic has impacted <laughs> how we one how we gather together to learn in in these conferences, and and also how we serve our neighbor, how we share this good news with our neighbor. I know that we had an opportunity as uh, speakers at one of the Making Disciples for Life conference yeah. to talk about how to use podcasting in your congregation. What are some things that we've been learning through this Making Disciples for Life emphasis? Well, certainly we have to look at making good use of technology for making resources more readily available. It's one of the most frustrating parts of my role in the Office of National Mission is creating resources and Nobody knows about them. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you get the word out? How do you, I'll go to conferences, like I was just in one in September in Frankenmuth, and talking about revitality resources, and people came up to me afterwards and said, why have I never heard about this? Well, you know, we try to keep it a secret, but <laughs> occasionally I get out of the IC, the International Center, and, and spill the beans. Uh, so... Making Disciples for Life, one aspect of it is a resource center that's online. There's a tremendous amount of work that's gone into this to try to make the resources that we do have more readily available to people. So whether you're looking for something you know what you're looking for, or you're looking for something you're not quite sure if it exists and you don't know what you're looking for, you can go to the resource center and there's a, a guided search or that will take you through some steps to help you find the resources you're looking for. Whether you're a pastor, another church worker, or a lay member of the church who's just looking for some help. So if you went to that website today, the Resource Center, and you said, well, what's the trending search? The number one trending search today, inactive members. So you see what's on the hearts and minds of our of our congregational leaders and members, that they're they're concerned about inactive members. Hey, do we have a resource for that? Well, yeah, the Resource Center guides you to Shepherding Our Strays, a resource that we've created to help congregations you know, serve their inactive members effectively. And to your question, Andy, that material isn't just some workshop you do. It isn't some book that you read. It's actually a very state-of-the-art adult training resource that's self-directed. You don't need people coming from the outside. You don't have a compressed workshop that you squeeze into a Saturday morning. It's designed to actually equip people to do the work that they need to do and using contemporary adult uh, learning methodologies and the technology of video and other things that are very commonplace in the secular world, but the church has been slow to adopt. So. I'm looking through that resource right now. It's very interesting. <laughs> One of the many things you can find in the Resource Center. Can you give us an idea of some of the other things that are in that Resource Center? And it isn't just maybe the big topics that everybody thinks about, but there's all sorts of things available there. Yeah, there's quite a variety of things in the Resource Center. We're, we keep working to add to it. We like to talk about the Resource Center as a, a, a continuing work in process, something we're building together. So, so all the different resources that the Office of International Mission, or Office of National Mission has created can be found in the Resource Center. But we also have resources from other groups like LWML, recognized service organizations, various districts. Any resource that we can find, we put onto the Resource Center. So you 
and it, it ranges everything from you know life ministry to evangelism to church planting to disaster response the the whole spectrum of services that the synod provides and and we also have some buttons on there that people can click and say, hey, I was looking for a resource and didn't find one. I think we need this resource. Uh, and there's another button you can click to say, hey, I have a resource that we use in our congregation or our district, and I want to share it with the rest of the Senate. Here's a way of sharing that resource. So it isn't just about the Office of National Mission promoting what we've done. It's a way of us facilitating all the good work that's being done around our synod and making it available to people through a single portal, if you will. So some crowdsourcing. Absolutely. Because we have some brilliant people on our synod doing some fantastic things, but no one knows about it. And that's not a good way to make disciples. (laughs) (laughs) So really benefiting from and and sharing one another's gifts as the Lord has gifted us, sharing those so that uh, we can all benefit from those <laughs> gifts and making disciples for life. And we do have KFUO links to podcasts too, by the way, in there. So yes. we didn't forget about you. <laughs> but thanks, thanks. Yeah, I was perusing the site just yesterday and found some really good stuff in there. And I could probably, Sarah and I both have a bad habit of this, just like chasing rabbits could oh, end up yes. like lost. It's my favorite activity. <laughs> perpetual student, so it <laughs> could really go through all the the resources and spend lots of time in there. But then we'd probably have dead air here on KFUO. uh, We'd forget to (laughs) interview people. But all in good time, though. You know, I like how you pointed out that many of the resources are all self-paced learning. So it doesn't have to be all consuming in terms of, you know, eating up all your time. Figure out ways to to put that in your schedule, you know, block out time each week to spend some time learning or each day. Right. Work at your own pace. And in we hope to leverage more technology. You know, right now I'm investigating a wider use of a learning management system to make mm-hmm. more resources available to people so they can work on their own at their own pace. And we're also looking at ways of using the Everyone is Witness website that has forums for help people interact with one another to find encouragement and strength and insights from each other as we engage the world around us with the gospel of Jesus. So. We have more to learn about making disciples for life in just a moment. We're going to learn about the upcoming conference in January 10th through the 12th. Is that right? That's correct. Very good. We'll learn more about that in just a moment. We're talking with Reverend Dr. Mark Wood. He's Director of Witness and Outreach and Revitalization for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Office of National Mission. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. 
We're talking about Making Disciples for Life, and there's a Making Disciples for Life conference coming up in January. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Mark Wood, Director of well- Witness and Outreach and Revitalization for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Dr. Wood, we've been talking about Making Disciples for Life, this uh, very encouraging theme, this triennial or quadrennial theme as uh, because the the convention moving back another year but over since that last convention really focusing on making disciples for life how and why do we make disciples for life and that we talked about the resource site the making disciples for life resource site where you can find resources i don't know if we actually mentioned the website we didn't (laughs) mdfl.lcms.org so making disciples for life mdfl.lcms.org we'll share that link in the the program notes today as well we talked about that resource but there's a conference coming up where we can learn in person or online as well together tell us about this conference right so another way that we've rolled out making disciples for life is through these conferences of course covid kind of took the wind out of our sails mm-hmm. there but we're we adapted and uh, we ventured into the virtual conferencing world mm-hmm. last year and it, it went pretty well but we said you know what it, uh, for some people they they just want to get together in person and we love that and we want to facilitate that too so we have learned how to use software that enables us to do what's called a hybrid conference, where we have in-person participants and online participants. So this will be our Sounds first. Sounds complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm learning how to use the software. There's several of us in the Office of National Mission who are being trained. So just like the Resource Center is let's build this together, the virtual conference will be, hey, let's learn how to do this together. <laughs> so I'm sure there'll be some moments of excitement during this conference. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have up to 150 in-person participants and really an unlimited number of uh, online participants. And uh, so people don't have to travel to St. Louis to be part of the conference. And a really cool thing about these virtual conferences is they just don't happen during the time they're slotted. They do happen live. uh, And so there's an opportunity for interaction. But if you can't be there when it's happening live, it's still there for you. Uh, 60 days after the conference, all the video is on demand for anybody who registers for the conference. So so if it's happening during the day and you work during the day and you say, oh, I don't want to take time off of work to be part of the conference, you can still register. And in the evenings, on the weekends, you can you can watch the videos of the sessions that are of interest to you. It also means that if something's going on, uh, and you say, oh, I don't know which of these two sessions to go to. They're both happening at the same time. Go to one, watch the other later. So it really makes the content mm-hmm. much more available. It's funny how that's now the expected way that we do conferences. And anytime an event is happening, it's like, oh, you can just follow it online later. It's really cool, though, how the pandemic has actually created uh, a need for us to pivot in a lot of ways to to create these resources that almost end up being even more useful. Right. And, and so the sessions of the conference, we can go through them and say, wow, this is really a great session and really helpful. Let's move that over to the MDFL Resource Center, too. <laughs> so it becomes a resource after mm-hmm. the conference, even for people who don't attend the conference. Right. So it's really, you know, and the technology has come along very quickly. You know, so we purchase software that enables us to do this. So this is just the beginning. So we can move mo- pretty much all the conferences we're planning in, the na- in National Mission are going to be operated in this using this software so that we can create 
more resources from the conferences that we do have. So That's really cool. So what is the theme for the conference in January? The theme of this conference is the rock and shifting sands. And it, the rock, of course, being the rock of Christ and the shifting sands being our culture around us. There are, there are four, I, I don't want to call them tracks because you're not locked into a track, but there are four emphasis areas within the conference. There's uh, the shifting sands of religious liberties, the shifting sands of cultural mindset, the rock of our confession, and the rock of Christ's love. And uh, within each of those areas, there there are a number of uh, sessions. We put out a call for presenters earlier this year, got a great response. So, so this isn't just hearing from the the people who work in the International Center. These are people from across the Synod who have volunteered to present on topics related to those four themes. Outstanding. Do you want to give us a hint? Do you have any of those in mind? It's okay if you don't have notes with you. I made a mental note, but I, I lost it. Where to go? Uh, well, let me, I, I, a little teaser under religious liberties. We have uh, Reverend Dr. Gregory Seltz. <laughs> Big surprise, right? <laughs> and uh, But also, you might know Reverend Dr. John Bombaro. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And he is going to be one of our plenary speakers on, on that topic, too. Cool. Especially focusing on how what's going on overseas mm. in the area of religious, religious liberties that is making its way to North America and how that might impact the church here. So, yeah, he can certainly bring us a, a very helpful global perspective. Right serving both internationally and here in the States mm-hmm. and having served, well, I think he still serves as a chaplain too. I'm not sure if he's still serving as a military chaplain. Chaplain, he, missionary, pastor. Right, he, he does just it serves all. everywhere. All Husband, father, he, he does also, it all. We're also very excited to be partnering with the LWML and ah. they'll be presenting several sessions under the track of the the Rock of Christ's Love. So. Hmm. So we're waiting to hear from them what exactly they're going to be doing as we get the agenda finalized. We're looking to get the agenda out and open up the website. The website is open for registration, but Mm -hmm. to open up the actual conference website with the full agenda, our target date is December 8th. So we're working towards that. Very good. Very good. Now, if I am participating in person... What do I need to know? And if I am participating online, is, is everyone going to see me if I'm participating online? That's, I think, the big question, <laughs> the, big the, question. the online people want to well, know. There's a possibility they may see you. So, you know, if, you know, at least dress from the waist up, something <laughs> other than pajamas. So actually, if you use Zoom, mm-hmm. you, you have a good sense of what this conference is like. So the plenary sessions where somebody is speaking to a large group, you're not being recorded. You, you know, you can type in your questions and things like that. But in the breakout sessions, they're more collaborative. So it's like being in a Zoom meeting. But you have control of your own camera. So sure. if you don't want to show yourself, you don't have to show yourself. In the collaborative sessions, you actually be able to speak. But in some of the breakouts, they're done more like a presentation where you can't turn on your camera, but you can put in questions to the, to the presenter using the chat features that are built into Zoom or our software, which is called Attendee Hub. Ooh. Sounds cool, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so is that going to be, will online and in-person interaction happen at the same time then if people are participating synchronously or whatever the big word is <laughs> at the same time as the live in-person event? Will that interaction actually happen altogether? 
Yes, it, this is a synchronous is the right word. It's, <laughs> it's, it's live. It's happening now. And so the live participants and the virtual participants are melded together into one whole. And then there are some presentations that may be pre-recorded, mm-hmm. but they'll be presented as live. But all of the all the recorded all the sessions will be recorded and made available on demand. Sure. So then they become asynchronous. So. All these words I learned <laughs> because of pandemic. Vocabulary day on the, the coffee hour. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, the the website is open for registration. How does somebody go about registering for either in person or online? As, if, as soon as you go to the website where the registration is, it'll walk you through. You indicate whether you're going to be virtual or in person, and it takes care of the rest. And anticipating what costs might be and travel and stuff like that. If we're coming to St. Louis, travel's on our own, right? Yes. We've set up a block of hotel rooms, Mm. a couple different hotels. That's on the registration page, so it'll tell you. The only warning I would get anybody, if you register, check your spam folder. Uh, A lot of our emails (laughs) end up in the junk folder until you say, it's okay to get email from lcms.org or it's just one of those aggravating things about email these days there's so many spammers that the good stuff gets filtered out too <clears throat> yeah it, <laughs> that that is a challenge i found lately trying to like keep track of my email so i know what's going on so yep. um make sure that when you register for the event that you're watching for emails in your inbox as well as your junk mail right. and then clean that up so that uh, you're ready to attend that. So registration hopefully opening the first, second week of December for, is that right? Actually, registration is open oh, registration now. Is open. Okay. If you're if you're one of those people who say, hey, this sounds like a cool conference and I trust you to have decent content because we don't have the agenda published yet. You know, so it's like, I understand why people might be saying, well, I'd rather see the agenda first. But uh, I I can tell you this, uh, in all confidence, you're not going to be disappointed with, mm. with the content, uh, the sessions that the sessions we're working with right now and planning cover a whole spectrum of very timely topics with some very impressive speakers. It's just, I can't let you know well all of that yet until <laughs> we get to- Until you know. <laughs> I know. Uh but I'm waiting for the official imprimatur mm-hmm. from on high to say, yes, all these presenters are approvable. <laughs> More new words. It's vocabulary day on the coffee hour. Yes, it is. Um, if I am one more fun question, if I'm participating in person, do I also get access to the digital yes, stuff as yes, well? Yes, you do. The on-demand? Yeah, the software operates on the web, so you, if you're participating... If you want to watch videos, if you want to see it live and all that, you have to be on a browser. But the so the in-person people are, well, they're in person. They don't need to watch it on a screen. They can see yeah. an actual person from. But there's an app that comes along with the software so they can follow the whole conference following the, with the app. But as soon as they get back to their computer, they can log in and grab anything they want on demand as well. So. Have we mentioned where you mentioned St. Louis? Oh, yeah. For the in person, is it where is it happening in St. Louis? Right, right here, here in the International Center. How exciting! Wow. So, so we get to see all the folks yeah, here. Yes, and, we do. And for all those people who drive by us on Interstate 44 and say, "I wonder what's in that building," they can actually <laughs> there's an opportunity. See, you know, the exciting things like come up to the fourth floor and see the KFUO studio here. So. <laughs> That's right. Walk by and wave. <laughs> Don't tap on the glass, people. <laughs> 
mdfl.lcms.org is the resource site for making disciples for life and we'll share the link for the conference you can find more information on the conference at lcms.org as well um, the making disciples for life conference the rock in shifting sands coming up january 10th through the 12th 2022 so soon (laughs) right around the corner that's right it is our guest today the reverend dr mark wood director of witness and outreach and revitalization for the lutheran church missouri synod office of national mission dr wood thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour today always a joy you've been listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth the Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.